heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Folks, look, I know last week was a one-episode week. My bad. This week, though, there was no way it was going to be a one-episode week. Why? This is the biggest week of the NFL season. It's the Super Bowl, baby, as you see me move my microphone so I'm closer. Today, there may be a third guest. The guests, they're coming. But one guest was here a week ago. One guest was a part of episode 150. That guest is the man you see right here, Mr. Matt Datz, who back with me once again. Are we ready for Sunday? How are we feeling? We're feeling all right. Saints got a head coach, but uh, in terms of Super Bowl, um, hope the Rams lose. Like like I was saying, that, that's what I'm hoping for, but we're ready to see how it uh, all plays out. Exactly. That's the one thing about Sunday. It's always like, I feel like for like the non-NFL fans out there, it's always like, just like, yeah, you know what, it's a big game. Like, com- like someone at my work who never watches football came up to me and said, like, are you excited for the Super Bowl? And I literally wanted to look at him twice and be like, you know who you're talking to? Do you know? Like, <laughs> like, like, do you remember those WrestleMania 20, like WrestleMania 21 and all the promos they were doing like Hollywood movies for? Mm-hmm. And then they did the, are you talking to me? And that was me. <laughs> and Robert De Niro from Taxi was like, you talking to me? <laughs> but, um, but for people like us, I feel like the Super Bowl is always bittersweet because it's like the end of the season. Because after Sunday, we don't get football again for seven months. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the the end of it all. Um, you had the Pro Bowl, which I heard some things about, but I didn't watch it at all. <laughs> um, but uh, in terms of uh, the actual Super Bowl, it's the big event. The Even if you don't watch football, people tune in to watch it, either it be for the commercials or the stacked halftime show, in my opinion. And uh, But... At the end of the vault, at the end of it all, there's a game right there, and uh, there's definite rooting interest for myself um, against a certain team, like I was saying earlier. Um, but yeah, um, it, it's the biggest night. It's like Christmas, Christmas Eve, Chris, the whole week headed up to the Super Bowl for NFL fans, especially for if your team's in the Super Bowl. Um, Griff's got to feel that feeling so many times. He's he's lived a blessed life. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just <laughs> it's it's a special occasion. That it is, that it is. Um, but I do have some breaking news actually, because I don't know if any of us are watching it live. But NFL awards, I know on the screen here on YouTube it says NFL honors. We got some winners to come down the pipeline actually, which when all three are pretty obvious. Uh, defensive player of the year, uh, TJ Watt. Uh, offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the years, respectfully, mm-hmm. uh, individually both go to Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons. Parsons received all fifty votes. Which is I don't none of the three are a shock. Would I like to see my guy win Mac? Of course, but I, I know I can't I can't be a homer. And for the TJ Watt one, like he should have won it last year, but I'm really glad the writers gave it to him this year. Yeah, I mean those were those are all very obvious. Micah Parsons is probably like the hands down easiest award winner. Oh yeah, of any award in a while, probably. I mean, it, it, it's just a cakewalk to decide who is going to be defensive rookie of the year this season. Michael Parsons was amazing. Um, I don't know if you have it in front of you or any, any, any kind of votes in front of you. How many votes would Michael Parsons, did he even get a vote for defensive rookie or player of the year? I'm, I'm interested to see if he got any votes for defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I don't know. I just saw that he got all 50 votes for defensive rookie of the year, but for, no, it doesn't say anything. It just basically says about TJ Watt saying how it's his first award that he's come close in recent years. Um, uh, he did t- as soon as he tied Michael Strahan's sack record, you kind of knew it. What it, that's what it was. But for the most part, like I, did, I'm yeah. just like on uh, Field Yates's Twitter, uh, basically because he posted the TJ Watt one earlier, and I didn't see anything. I'm sure we'll see something come out, but I think there's a few people who threw him a bone. But I feel like with Defensive Player of the Year, it was probably down to TJ Watt, Aaron Donald, and they probably threw a third in there, like just to, you know, give some the give someone some votes. But in all reality, it came down to those two guys because there's not a lot of guys off the top of my off the top of my list who can win it.
But I do have a feeling there is a saint that's going to win a war tonight. Uh, I'm trying to think who that would even be. Uh, Mr. Um, Cameron Jordan. Oh, uh, Cam Jordan. Um, what do you have him going under? Uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing if he could win Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, he, I know he was up for it. Um, he's in a oh, – okay, I'll let you go on. I know he was up for it, but I, I – with the Walter Payton Man of the Year, I don't even really know who's ever going to win. I can't just say, oh, this guy's obviously going to win. But he, he would definitely be a good choice. He's, he's a good dude, and he's – He's always so outspoken in the media, outspoken in just life in general. He's an interesting dude to listen to. He even has his own podcast with Mark Ingram. Um, I don't know how up-to-date they are with that, um, but interesting guy for sure and definitely a Saints legend. So I would be very excited if he could get bring home a Walter Payton Man of the Year award for uh, for himself. Who was a part of that historic 2011 draft class? He was doing. I only say he's. I think he's going to win too because he is in LA. He's been doing the rounds. You haven't, I haven't seen many other Walter Payton nominees in Los Angeles, so I feel like they kind of mm-hmm. say if they have an inkling of who's going to win, they tell you, "Hey, you have to be there." Like for example, Mac Jones is at NFL Honors tonight. Uh, I don't know if Jamar Chase was or wasn't. I, I feel like the the award show is better that it's tonight as opposed to the night before the big game, which. Yeah. I have to call this episode the big game because I know the NFL hates it when you use the term Super Bowl. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's how it is. That's why this episode is called the big game, ladies and gentlemen. No fancy like Applebee's, none of that. Um, I want to ask you quickly, though, just on another Saints note. Oh, also, too, I feel like with the man of the year, it's either him or Demario Davis that are up for it every year. Yeah, I mean, both great guys for sure. And Cam Jordan might be there just doing media runs just because I feel that's going to be something he's going to do at later stage in his career. Every time there's like a media run for a Saints player, it's always Cam Jordan going on either Colin Cowherd or ESPN or NFL Network or doing whatever the rounds are, and he's doing it again for the Super Bowl. But yeah, I think I think a lot of the time too, it is sponsored because like whenever I've been listening to Pro Football Talk this week, it's always like uh, Aiden Hutchinson was out there, but it's, hey, you're here on behalf of Auto Traders, so what are you doing with them? Or it's like Debo Samuel was with Old Spice, or Justin Herbert was with some. I think it's called Squatch Soap or something like that. So I feel like they're at the Super Bowl, but then there's also like a reason, like there's a reason for them being there too. But at the same time too, I feel like if he's actually at the physical award show himself, I feel like it's it's different that way. That's all. Yeah, I mean, it's all about the money. Exactly. And then I uh, just want to ask you quickly about the Alvin Kamara thing. Do you have anything to add to that really, or do you just hope for the best? Man, um it is a uh, it, it's a sticky situation for sure. Um, definitely, probably need a little bit more information. Um, he did say some pretty um, damning things when he talked to the um, police in the police report. He said something along the lines of, um, "From what I read um, on the police report, he said something along the lines of, I thought he had messed with one of my friends and he was running away, so I chased him down and punched him." That's that's uh. That's a pretty rough statement to put out there. He should have said, I just want my lawyers to talk to him. And look, hey, um, we're just going to see how it all falls into play. Um, definitely something uh, something big for Dennis Allen to deal with right into the job, That having your star offensive player have this go on. But, I mean, last season, for Pete's sake, we had Lattimore. He got busted and pulled over, and he had a illegal – um, handgun that literally had this. What's that? Didn't he have marijuana as well? Yeah, he had that too. But like, he literally had an illegal handgun that had the serial number scratched out and everything. Like, that's some sketchy stuff. So, something always got to happen with the Saints, man. It's always some kind of bad news, even when there's some better news out there as well. So, it's always something bad going on, man. But, um, a lot of people like to blame it on the fact that he was in Vegas. I mean, look, it's, it, it just happens, man. I, I mean, the main people that got to take the fall, though, um, I got to say, man, uh, his entourage, they definitely failed him there. They should have said, come here, you go away. You're the breadwinner. We're just going to deal with this and do all that. But, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't condone going out and attacking a guy if he was defenseless. I do not condone that at all. Bad thing to do. Um, shouldn't just gang up and beat up on a guy, but 
um, I, de I definitely want more information out there and just see how this whole situation plays out. Yeah, I'm the same way too. Because like, I feel like it was just like it was a, it was just a bar fight. But yeah, like the fact that he says all these stuff that could incriminate him. Mm -hmm. Do I think he's going to get jail time? Probably not. I feel like it's just another. You know, this it's a situation that I'm not trying to downplay it or anything. But I feel like stuff like this happens in Vegas every weekend. I think it's just the fact that for one that he played the game, mm -hmm. and that two I don't oh I don't know if the NFL found out until the game was being played, but it happened like six o'clock in the morning. And from what I saw from the police report that I read, apparently. He pushed, he was approaching him and then Camaro pushed him or something. And that, like, him and his entourage started to chase him. But, like, it just seemed like he basically pointed out, like, oh, Alvin Camaro did this. But I don't, it's like, it's a serious issue. But I'm, it's like, I'm not trying to down, like I said, I'm going to repeat myself, folks. I'm not downplaying it. I'm just saying it's not like there was serious injury that has long term effects or life changing, altering effects. I'm not saying anything like that. That's why I feel like he can get off. But at the same time, too, I could see the NFL maybe giving him maybe a one or two game suspension just to kind of show these guys like you can't do that because every offseason, no matter like you said, there's a Marshawn Lattimore stuff last year. Uh, mm -hmm. Frank Clark was arrested for having a I'm going to swear a fucking Uzi in his car. That's a military grade weapon. Mm -hmm. Like there's like certain things when I look at NFL players, I want to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like you're a professional football player. Why do you have guns and drugs in your car? Why are you getting into fights? There are things that are bigger than you. Now, obviously, the Henry Rugg situation, much darker, much scarier. But at the same time, too, there's just certain things where I'm just like, you. if you literally make small, like just rash decisions or smart decisions, it can change your life in an instant. Yeah. Like, you know, they say like life can just change in a snap. It's the same thing with stuff like this, no matter the severity or the degree of it. So I just hope for the sake of all NFL players, they can kind of learn from this as learning experiences and be like, hey, I don't want this to be me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something they should learn from and i mean they even have these uh nflpa kind of sit situation where they can go out and just get a ride like super yeah. easily and it just doesn't make any sense some of these decisions these players make but and i know sometimes they even get these classes as rookies when they're going into the league so that way they can try to prevent these things but at the end of the day you have so many people in the league uh, i mean if you look at it it's not that many people but it, there's just always going to be the percentage of people that make decisions like this, unfortunately. And um, it happens out there um, and it sucks, but at the end of the day, you just hope that they can minimize the amount of these kind of situations that happen. 100%. 100%. Also, I just got uh, another one down the pipeline for the NFL awards as we put it back on. Do, 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 do. Sports Center breaking okay. news. <laughs> uh, Joe Burrow wins comeback player of the year. That was probably the second most obvious of the night um, winning um, comeback player of the year. That has come out and done major things um, off that off that injury and going into the season, everyone was worried about it and like, oh, they didn't invest in the offensive line. My, myself being included, being like, hey, you should invest in the O line. That's obviously still a problem, but. Um, they're playing in the big game, as you like, as the title of the show is. But um, kudos to Joe Burrow. Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Kudos to Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool. Hit the get, hit the get, hit the get. <laughs> I know we were just talking about like why NFL players should have guns and stuff, but that's you think of Joe Burrow, you think of that. Um, I want to talk about the Bengals in this matchup. I want to go segue into there. Now I know the Bengals is one of those teams. They're not. I don't think they're mid anymore. So. MJF, if they're, you're listening to this, they're not mid. Sorry. Skyline Chili and the Reds still maybe. Bengals are not mid. Um, obviously, we're not Bengals fans. You're a Saints mm -hmm. fan. I'm a Patriots fan. If you folks want to go back and listen to Tuesday's episode with Jordan Hines from the Sports Dude Hines show, he is a diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan. He gives more insight to the team. Matt and I are just going to kind of look at it as, like, we like the story. Do we, like, like the team? Like, because, like, when I look at this Bengals team, I, 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 obviously the other team for you is very different. But with this Bengals team, there's no reason to, like, hate them unless you're a Browns fan. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, you always like to see the uh, – it's always the underdog story of this wild card team. Well, not really – or wild card round playoff team um, get this far. And, I mean, granted, the Rams were in that situation too. But uh, 
because most teams have to play that weekend unless you're number one seed. Um, look where they they ended up, <laughs> which is kind of funny to think about. But I mean, it, it's a good story because going into the playoffs, no one really thought the Bengals were going to make it this far, and for them to do this, it's amazing. You got to be excited for their fans and just the fact that if they win one. It would be amazing for them, and you probably hate to hate to hear me say this, but another fan base, I just I just be so elated for like Bengals fans, I'm elated for Bills fans. If they ever win a Super Bowl, I'm gonna be elated for them just because I feel so bad thinking back on the past, and any anyone that was a Bills fan when they went to three Super Bowls in a row and lost them all, that is like devastating. I would I don't know what I would do if the Saints went to three Super Bowls in a row and lost them all like I'd probably have to deactivate my online presence because I would just be so distraught so I really want to see it for the Bengals fans um just because I know they'd be just so elated and so excited to get this and obviously I have my personal vendettas against the Rams even though it'd be cool to see Matthew Stafford finally get a ring but uh this Bengals team they've been a hell of a story Joe Burrow Jamar Chase this offense has been electric the defense has been good to where they can get to their place. Um, obviously, if I had it my way, um, I would have the Bengals win, but have Eli Apple get roasted all night long. You know, um, also, too, I just have a quick update on the Offensive Rookie of the Year vote. I have the Offensive Rookie of the Year votes. So here's how the voting went down. Two of the, two of the, four, uh, two of the four finalists were offensive linemen. Wow. Rashawn Slater got a vote. Creed Humphrey got two votes. Jamar Chase got 42 votes, and Mac Jones got five. That sounds about right. <laughs> I mean, uh, going into the uh, season, they, we had quite a few rookie quarterbacks. I mean, T-Law, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and going into the season, you probably would have thought one of the rookies would have won it or one of the rookie QBs, but – um, this 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 year for rookie QBs is not was not very hot. I mean, uh, Mac Jones probably being the best of them, and uh, he had a good situation surrounding him, and it wasn't just like he was expected to go in there and blow up and just put up numbers. And, but uh, Jamar Chase, that man definitely put up some numbers, man. I mean, outstanding season by him. And then I also have the voting for uh, defensive player of the year. So. In third place was Aaron Donald with three. Hmm. Second place was Micah Parsons with five. Okay, Micah. And in, first, and in first place with 42 votes is T.J. Watt. Okay, yeah, I was wondering if Micah got any votes because I, I was thinking he's going to get some. And, I mean, that just goes to show you why he won the Defensive Rookie of the Year by a landslide. He did, and then um, Comeback Player of the Year was pretty close. Joe Burrow with 28 and Dak Prescott had 21 the last vote went to Derwin James of the LA Chargers, a player I like whose first few seasons have been derailed by injuries because if he's on, he's one of the best uh, yeah. corners in the league. I don't mean to cut it off. I'm just going to keep – I'll have Twitter open, so I'm just going to keep on scrolling through and refreshing through just to keep you updated on the awards. Um, my take on the Bengals, and I know, like you said like you said earlier, you pointed this out earlier, um, I'm going to correct you on a couple of things. One, you better be careful with your mouth when you say you want to watch the Bills win. We like to see them do well. <laughs> we don't want to see them win the Super Bowl here on YWC Football Talk. And um, there was four Super Bowls they lost. Four. 90, 90, 91. I think it was 91, 92, 93, and 94. So, oh, okay. Oh, four. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, the voting comes from Ari uh, Mirov. Uh, he's an NFL reporter for PFF. Um, but my big thing with the Bengals is, and even the Rams, I like to see teams, and I know I'm spoiled by saying this because I'm a Pats fan, but I always like seeing teams who haven't won a title and forever win a title. Like the Bengals have never won. In the last time the Rams won, you and I were both in like either kindergarten or like grade one or grade two. So um, the fact like it was 2000 and obviously – I know the Rams were there three years ago, but you, you want to see a team and a fan base that hasn't won in a while win. Like for the city of Cincinnati, like – I said this on Tuesday to my to my guest, who's my Bengals course Bengals fan correspondent, Jordan. You like I just can't imagine what a blue collar town where I feel like it's just eat, breathe, sleep, Bengal football. Like how New Orleans, it's just it's the Saints are everything. Mm-hmm. So I want to see the Bengals win, and 
mainly because you want to see that fan base feel something that I even said this. Imagine telling them two years ago, Bengals fans, you're going to draft Joe Burrow, and two years later, you're going to be playing in the Super Bowl. I think you went up to any one of them saying that. They would have thought you'd lost your mind. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, that just goes to show you uh, how well this team has done. I mean, you go from picking number one two years ago, you get your guy in Joe Burrow at quarterback. He has this huge injury, and then next year you're in the Super Bowl. That is an amazing turn of events, man. You got to got to give respect to that. That's an amazing, amazing accomplishment. Um, and just just see how far he's came. And, I mean, if he wins the Super Bowl, he will have won a freaking Heisman, a freaking national championship, and a Super Bowl all in the span of, like, three years ever since the pandemic started. That's just nuts. Someone tweeted this out last week. I think you and I were talking about this last week. Remember, it said yeah, we the pandemic. Remember that that the pandemic started with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase winning a national championship, and it's going to end with them winning a Super Bowl. So just look at that full circle, full the whole thing come full circle. Um, we'll get to who we think is going to win later on, but I feel like I know where we're both leaning. Uh, but official, official predictions. Next up, I know this is going to be a bad band aid for you, but we got to talk about them, and that's the L.A. Rams. Look, I just feel like the Rams teams from three years ago to the Rams team now are different. Like, sure, it's the same coach. There's some key pieces that are still there. But, you know, you have the the quarterback. You got a good core of receivers, which even is shocking considering Robert Woods is out. Yeah. Defense, you've got just different players upon different players out there who can go out there and ball for you. Um there's one question that I have for you, because I've been hearing this a lot. Mm-hmm. Does a Lombardi trophy on Sunday book Matthew Stafford a ticket to Canton? Huh. I mean, it probably does, because, I mean, Matt Stafford, he's always been – he hasn't been, like, one of the greats of this generation, but he's always been really good. And he's always put up numbers. But he was plagued with being on that Lions team um, – well, they make the playoffs like once or twice. I know they played the Saints in one of them, and they lost. Um, I mean, man, it, it's just been a rough time for Matt Stafford to really get too much recognition. I mean, he's been a good quarterback to great quarterback his entire career. He's always put up numbers. It's just the teams he's been on. And he finally gets to the playoffs with another team, and they just rattle off win after win after win. And, I mean, that Bucks win was kind of – kind of suspect <laughs> i mean that was that was rough to watch at the very end there i mean rough in a good way but i mean so many different things are happening they're trying to give that game away but uh, at the end of the day um he, he came with a big 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 play to cooper cup at the end there and that's going to go down in his legacy if they end up winning the super bowl that's going to be definitely a career defining play for him and it will be a career defining moment because i do think he could probably make it in there um, with the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl ring, especially if he gets like has like an amazing performance in the Super Bowl, gets Super Bowl MVP, um, just balls out in the actual game. But we'll have to see how that goes. But it, to answer your question, I'd say yeah, I, I think he could. You know what? Um, a lot of people are saying this with Matt Stafford. Um, I personally, I, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm a little like indifferent on it. Because some people are still saying that they feel like he needs to get like two or three, but like we look at all these other quarterbacks who have similar resumes. I just as Matt Stafford's up here in Detroit, but like Aaron Rodgers won Super Bowl, no offense. Drew Brees won Super Bowl, Russell Wilson won Super Bowl. Which I know there's a lot of talk right now if Russell's still a good quarterback, considering the Seahawks really haven't done much since the Patriots' little fun fiasco Super Bowl, and that was that was seven years ago. Um, yeah, proves how old we are. Like, we're, we're on the wrong side of 20 here, folks, on YWC Football Talk. Um, I, I'll say yes, because I said this last year when a lot of people – there was a few people out there that were getting mad at me for it, and I said, I think he needed to get a playoff win. I, I think with his resume, without the playoff win, was bad. And even to Super Bowl, and it's an example I like to bring up here – uh, I brought up here before. So you obviously know Joe Namath, everything, the guarantee, Super Bowl three. Did you know for his career he finished with 30 more interceptions and touchdowns? Wow. And he's in the Hall of Fame on that one Super Bowl win alone. And the fact that the Jets' lone Super Bowl win of 1969. 
I mean, that just shows you how far a Super Bowl can go sometimes for some players. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to get at with Stafford is that I think that this win can – like, it's not like going to be like, hey, if he wins, you know what, books his ticket, that's it, it's history. I just think it, it'll go a long way that when he does retire, the five years after retirement, it go it can go to show, hey – He's a lot to get in, which they are going to announce all fame tonight. And if they do announce it while we are recording, we will update you and let you know on that who's going in. Not hopefully it's Richard Seymour finally. Um, but I just say that because it's it's his, it's his fourth go around. I think he he's got to get in because that's another subject for another day. But um, but no, with this Rams team, I honestly think more than anything, it's how the defense is playing. Because I think Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow can go out there. They're both going to ball. I think we're going to see a very high-scoring game. I just think with the with the, with the the teams, it's going to come down to defense. Which defense can stop which quarterback? And when it comes to that, I trust Joe Burrow more to get out of the pocket than Matthew Stafford to make a play. Like, hell, remember in the AFC Championship game, Joe Burrow escaped a Chris Jones sack. Chris Jones is an mm-hmm. all-pro defensive tackle. He got a first down off of it. So I'm just saying – just because Joe Burrow's getting hit, and I know, look, Aaron Donald's going to be Aaron Donald, and he's going to do things that he does. But my whole thing is, expect that to happen, and don't always try to focus on shutting him down, because the second you put all your focus to Donald, Leonard Floyd's there, Vaughn Miller's there. you got other players that are going to come, and they're going to be able to show blitz, no problem. So if I'm, if I'm the Bengals, let Aaron Donald be Aaron Donald. Just leave it up to your team to make the plays. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, uh, right. Uh, the Rams' defense is definitely stacked. They got some definite units there. Um, and like you said, as soon as you just key in on Aaron Donald, next thing you know, the other guys can come in. I mean, it was that way with the Saints' defensive line earlier this season. Um, they had injuries with Marcus Davenport and Peyton Turner and a whole bunch of other defensive line injuries. And Cam Jordan, he was not playing good at all. He was among the highest double-teamed um, defensive linemen in, in the league at the time. And then Davenport comes back, and all of a sudden Cam Jordan finishes the year with 11 sacks after having a very mediocre beginning to the season. And that's just how it is. Once When you have this one guy that can just cause all of this attention on you, then other guys are going to eat. Um, that's just how it is. And – when you have a suspect offensive line like the Bengals do, they're going to exploit it. And like you said, Joe Burrow is going to have to make moves out of the pocket, which is something he can do. He can improvise. He can make he can make moves. But against this Rams team, it's going to be hard. And, I mean, uh, I'm interested to watch the matchup with Jalen Ramsey against uh, Jamar Chase. That's going to be a very fun um, wide receiver cornerback matchup for sure. Oh, yeah. To see who gets the better of who at the very end of the day. And uh, – yeah, I mean, this defense is just going to be hard to compete against. Um, something to watch out for. One hundred percent. That's that's going to be that's the biggest matchup of this game. I think is how because if we remember a few weeks ago, Jalen Ramsey wasn't too much of a factor in the NFC Championship game. I think he did have an interception. On, oh, no way, he did. Yeah, he had the game winning interception, I believe, on Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but if you remember, he was doing really well against Mike Evans in the divisional round. But then Mike Evans burned him for that touchdown late in the game, which cost mm-hmm. him under bet. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, but I'm just eager to see that. I'm eager to see more or less how other Bengals players go and how other players in the Bengals kind of handle that. Same thing, too, with the Rams weapons. Because, look, the Rams have some unbelievable weapons. You have Odell Beckham Jr. You have who I feel like will be insufferable if the Rams do win on Sunday. You have Cooper Cup. You have Cam Akers. You have Sony Michelle. Uh, Van Jefferson, too, can be a factor in this game. So it and also to uh, Tyler Higby as well. Don't rule out the tight ends on Sunday. I like tight end touchdown, but we're going to get into prop bets in a little bit. Uh, I have the list. I uh, basically what I'm going to do. Well, we have a thing for prop bets plan, but basically my thing for the Rams is I think this game is ultimately going to come down to if Matthew Stafford makes. Because remember too, like in the game against San Francisco, the one that unfortunately knocked you guys out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He had that interception, and even still, he had an, he had the bad plays and fumbles against the Buccaneers. If he plays like that, I feel like it's going to cost him. If he can play smart football, the Rams have a really good chance at winning this football game. Yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford's definitely had his history of issues with turnovers at times. And, I mean, like you alluded to, that Buccaneers game, that that one was rough. And I know Cam Akers was a big part of that, too, with some of the fumbles he had. 
But uh, if this Rams team lets the Bengals play around with them and keep up with them, it's going to be rough. And if, if the Rams are going to win, I would think they need to do so in a dominating fashion where their defense keeps making plays, gets turnovers because of the interruptions they're causing with the offensive line, Joe Burrow. And then you have to see if the wide receiver and Matthew Stafford are just going to take uh, take control. And like I said, I mean, Odell Beckham, he's definitely had a resurgence in these playoffs. Um, he gets away from the Browns, and look how good he's been looking. Cooper Cup, amazing season, such a stud. Um, I, won't, I, will, I will not be surprised at all if he wins Offensive Player of the Year here in a couple minutes, I'm sure. Um, I, I would like to see the votes on that. Um, I, my money's saying he'd probably win it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. Um, and as far as the tight ends go, he, like I said, you can't sleep on Tyler Higby. He's also a really good third option there. Um, I mean, imagine what this offense would look like if Robert Woods was still here. That would be an amazing three-headed monster at wide receiver. Plus Van Jefferson, too. Um, I'm only saying that, too, because you can never count him out to make a player, too. And that's what the Super Bowl comes down to, is making those critical plays in those critical moments. Um, Definitely. But for a second, got to take a break. I gotta talk about something else. Gotta gotta promote myself here. Obviously, we're always sponsored by SidelineShop.ca for all your jersey needs. SidelineShop.ca, you know the website. But folks, you see it right down here. If you're watching on YouTube, oh, I'm gonna point right over here. You see it. I'm gonna even do you one better, folks. I am going to have it be. Oh, uh, gotta show it. There we go. You see it on the bottom now. It's scrolling, so you're gonna see it. Bet stamp. What is BetStamp, you might ask? Well, BetStamp is an app that is like social media for sports betting and sports gambling. Now with sports gambling being crazier and bigger than ever, Matt, I don't know if it's legal in Arkansas yet, what the ruling is on single-game betting there. I know it just came into effect in Louisiana. But Arkansas like has it? Okay. I think they do. Okay, okay. So it is available in Arkansas, available in any state with a single legal game wagering allowed. Um but BetStamp basically is an app that you can download to your phone through iOS, Google Play. Um, and basically what it does, it compares different odds from different books. So it lets you get the best odds for any given game, not just the NFL and not just the Sunday guys, NCAA football, NCAA basketball, the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball when it comes back, college football, the WNBA, the CFL is on there, Canadian football, which we'll be talking more about as the summer comes. Um, But for this Sunday, guys, you want to know what the best odds are, what the best bang for your buck is going to be on any sports book available in the United States or Canada. You can go to BetStamp and find those odds. You can also follow live verified BetStamp bettors who – have a great track record of betting history. I am on there as well. You can follow me. See my daily picks for betting, no matter the sport. I'm doing pretty good in the NBA right now, just to say, just to toot my own horn. Um, but guys, if you want to download this app, and if you want to download a sports book that connects you through this app, so any bet you make on that app will be directly connected to your BetStamp account, whether it be BetMGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, Bet365, Barstool Sportsbook, etc. And today, guys, I have an exciting offer for you, especially for Sunday's big game. Go to BetStamp, download the app, use promo code GRIFFB, that's G-R-I-F-F-B, when downloading the app, and you get the help out your fellow podcast host. Like I said, guys, that is BetStamp, link in the bio. If you want to know more about BetStamp, feel free to message me or check them out on Instagram or Twitter, at BetStamp on Instagram. And there's also BetStamp Marketplace on Twitter as part for the BetStamp Twitter account where you can shop for picks. Thanks for that, Matt. I had to, you know, had to pay the bills, had to get the advertising out. No um, yes, but uh, for Sunday, I'm going to go, I want to play a game with you. I want to play a game right now. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through player receiving yards because we're going to go through some prop bets right now. We're going to go through even the crazy ones. I'm going to give you, but for the receiving yards ones, I'm going to give you one, two, uh, I'm going to give you a bunch of players and I want you to guess for me what either if their receiving yards are going to be over or under the amount I'm giving you. Okay. First player we got from the Rams, Cam Akers, 15 and a half yards. 15 and a half receiving yards. Man, that's pretty hard. <laughs> Honestly, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say 
under, actually. Um, I feel like if they're going to throw the ball, they might have Sonny Michelle out there a little bit more for that. And uh, I feel like if – I feel like there's, they're not going to be too much in a situation where they're going to have to dink and dunk. So I'm going to say under. I, you know what? I think under just because of the running back situation. I personally am not going to have it on my ticket for Sunday. I know if you guys follow my videos, you will see the, you're going to see a lot of videos Sunday for the Super Bowl. Trust me. Last time we get to bet on NFL football for seven months, of course I'm going to take advantage of it. <laughs> uh, next one Odell Beckham, 62 and a half. Odell Beckham, 62 and a half. I, I think Odell Beckham's going to get like a long touchdown at some point. He's going to burn Eli Apple down, down the seam or down down with a go route so uh i'm gonna say he probably gets it all in one place i'm gonna say over i'm gonna go over i'm gonna go over too just because it's not the big play but i feel like they're gonna be reliant on him a lot because i feel like the Bengals are gonna try their best to keep cooper cup in double coverage mm-hmm. which we'll get into him in a minute but we're gonna go to the Bengals now because it basically goes rams Bengals, rams Bengals. uh tyler boyd 42 and a half i think i will tyler boyd 42 and a half Man, that's kind of rough. If if you if you told me T Higgins, I would definitely say over. Oh man, Tyler Boyd, forty two and a half. I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna say he's gonna reach that, but it might be very close. He might get like fifty. So I'll say over forty two yards. I like it. I like it. I'm going over with that one too. I think I think he. I don't know if he's gonna get a touchdown in this game, but I feel like he can make a few plays here or there that can really you know make those simple impact impact plays that like a Super Bowl mm-hmm. hero you never really thought was going to emerge but emerges big dog Jamar Chase 79 and a half hmm I think Jalen Ramsey's going to give him a tough time honestly and he, he might get a touchdown I think he's going to be probably around the 60 yard mark if I had to guess so I'm actually going to say under I'm gonna go over just because I feel like he's gonna find a way to get that one. Like, cause you know, we were talking earlier about how Mike Evans burned Jalen Ramsey yeah. for one big play. I think that's gonna happen in this game. I think you, you're gonna see Jamar Chase make just a few big plays to where, or at least that one big play that gets him over that mark. So I feel like if this was like closer to 100, I'd probably lean towards the under. But the fact that it's at 79 and a half, I feel like it's too good to pass on. Yeah, it could de- it could definitely happen, but. Uh... I, I just lean towards Jalen Ramsey uh, giving him a hard time. So it's hard for me to go over on that number. I understand. Uh, the next one, I'm going to say mine first. So I'm going to change things up. And uh, it's because it's my first, uh, it's my second under of the game. I'm going to go T. Higgins under 69 and a half yards. T. Higgins under 69 and a half. I'm actually going to have T. Higgins going for like 110. That's going to be my prediction. Ooh, um, I like it. I like just it. Because I think Jamar Chase is going to have a hard time. And so he's going to have to go to his second option, T. Higgins, who is a fantastic number two wide receiver. Like, he is really good. Um, a really good number two. I would love to have him on the Saints as a wide receiver myself. But T. Higgins, uh, he, he's, a, he's a fantastic option to go to when your number one target is having a tough day. So. I'm going to go with uh, T. Higgins having a pretty good day. Um, I also have to go off the prop bets for a second because we do have uh, we do have some players from the Pro Football Hall of Fame that are coming out, one of which that makes me very happy. Richard Seymour finally getting the call to the Hall. Congrats, Richard Seymour. Well-deserved Patriots defensive end. Uh, the next one up is uh, Panthers linebacker Sam Mills. That mm-hmm. rings a bell. Mm-hmm. And uh, former 49ers defensive tackle Bryant Young. Okay. Yeah, those are the ones so far that are coming out of the pipeline. I'm going to try to figure out more. I know there's a lot of other guys on that ballot that are uh, quite uh, quite popular. Let's see as well. Uh, nothing else in the moment from what I see right here. Just uh, those guys, Bryant Young, Sam Mills, and Richard Seymour. I know Sam Mills as well was in his last year of uh, eligibility. Okay. Yes. So I don't see anything else at the moment. So we are going to go back to the prop bets. Let me get the ticker back on. Uh, Van Jefferson, 30 and a half yards. Van Jefferson, 30 and a half yards. That's such a small number. Yes. I am. 
feel like he could get it because he might just get like two or three plays where he picks up 15 yards here, 10 yards here, another five yards there. So I think he's going to go over, but I'm going to say barely. I'm, I'm saying he's going to be around probably that 45-yard mark. Yeah, I, I fully agree with you on that. Um, I got to save the best for last. Uh, Joe Mixon, 26 and a half. 26 and a half receiving yards. Um, yeah. I think he. I think he's going to get over that. I think it's going to probably be closer to around the 50 mark. Um, the way I think the game's going to go. So yeah, I'll have uh, Joe Mixon going over that. I have him. I, I'm going to go under for this one. I just feel like he's going to have. If you want to go, there's an option where on Bet Three Six Five you can do rushing and receiving yards. Which that's at uh, ninety two and a half. So if you want to go that route, I would take that because you can rely on both. Mm-hmm. I just don't fully trust the twenty six and a half. This second to last one, though, I do trust. Samaji Pirine over nine and a half yards. Man, that is a, <laughs> that's a very very low line there. Um, yeah. Man, you the I one mean, big play in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, just give him one play and he's there. Like Joe Mixon takes a rest for one play, play breaks down. Joe Burrow has to go to his flat, and then he just breaks one tackle. Then boom, there you go. Um, hmm. I'm gonna say he's not gonna do it though. I don't know why. I'm just gonna say he's not gonna do it. All right, all right. I I don't think he'll do it either. I wouldn't put my money there if I were you, folks. It's just something I think. And the no, last one I want to wait for. And yeah, exactly. It's it's sketchy. Um, Cooper Cup. Over uh, Cooper Cup, over one and a half. Oh, one, not one and a half, excuse me, that's easy. Over 105 or under 105.5 rushing, uh, receiving yards. I, I am all over the place today. Man, that is a, uh, that's a rough one. Um, yeah. 105 yards. I think he's going to get 120, so I'll say over. I'm going to say over, too. I think it's just one of those things where you can rely on him to make big plays like that and stuff. Uh, also, I do have the uh, – if you don't mind, I do actually have the full class for the Hall of Fame before we get to, okay. like, the sillier props. Uh, Richard Seymour, Tony Boselli, Bryant Young, Sam Mills, Leroy Butler, Dick Vermeil as a coach – uh, Cliff Branch in the senior category, in the senior category, and then Art McNally in the contributor. Notable first-year players that did not make it were Devin Hester, Demarcus Ware, and Andre Johnson. Hmm. They'll all probably make make it at some point for sure. Especially De- uh, Devin Hester. I have to say Devin Hester and Andre Johnson because uh, Andre Johnson was at one time one of the best fo- uh, wide receivers in football. Mm-hmm. He was he was fantastic. That he was. That he was. But back to the prop bets. I have some silly ones I want to say. Um, coin toss. What do we think? What are we thinking? <laughs> um, always got to go with heads. You know what? I got to do the same. I got to go heads. It's it's just, I know they say tails never fails, but in the NFL, it always seems that heads is king. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be heads, but if there's overtime, it's going to be tails. Oh, that's another one. That's another bet you can make is if you think the game's going to go to overtime. I personally wouldn't, I but wouldn't you never either. know. I would not. I don't think you've ever – there's only been the one Super Bowl. I know it's a Super Bowl you and I both love as I keep getting text notifications. So if you hear a bing, I'm sorry about that, folks. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go heads. But like I said, too, you never – don't ever bet the uh, – don't ever bet the uh, – don't bet, don't bet tails. Um, the next one is one that I am in, in love with. <laughs> Over a minute and 59 seconds for the Star Spangled Banner being sung by country music star Mickey Guyton. Hmm. Over a minute, 59 seconds. Yeah. That's that's an interesting prop bet. <laughs> you can bet on anything in the Super Bowl. Where I I got one that I've been seeing being cooked up on Twitter and TikTok all week long that we'll get to in a bit. Okay, um, I'm gonna say over. I think they're gonna be really extra with it. I feel like most singers are. Like I was looking, I was even I watched today the uh, Luke Bryan one from Super Bowl Fifty One, and he was like the whole video was like 
uh, two minutes and 34 seconds, which I think at least 220 of it was him singing. So, folks, they're not going to get the anthem done quick. They're out there to showcase themselves and show the world their singing voice. They're going to milk the hell out of the anthem. Um, the only other ones I can think of that if you want to bet on for fun is what's the first play of the game going to be? Is it going to be a rush? Is it going to be a pass? I feel like I feel like rush is the easy answer, but I feel like pass is one where if you want to get a little frisky with it, that's the way to go. First play of the game is going to be um, Joe Burrow throwing downfield to Jamar Chase, but they're not able to connect or Jalen Ramsey breaks it up. You know what? I like that. I honestly like that a lot. I like the pass first play of the game. Um, one other one that I really like, that's what I like. It's just pass. I'm, I got to go with you on there. But there's not much I can – there's also two, like, will there be a safety, which I'm going to say no. But the one that I know people love to bet on, and this has been a hot topic all week, what color will the Gatorade shower be? <laughs> um, if the Bengals win, it's going to be orange. If 100%. the Rams win, it's going to be blue. Um, if the Bengals win, it's going to be orange. But if the Bengals – if the Rams win, I'm going to go lime. I don't know why I feel lime. Blue's a good answer too. I know red's a very red's a very like high number. There's also clear as an option. There's blue. There's orange. But you got to figure if the Bengals are winning this game, hammer your money on orange Gatorade, folks. That's 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 one of the more popular bets. I know that a lot of people love to make on Super Bowl Sunday is what's the Gatorade shower going to be. I would uh, I would personally like to bet for fruit punch plus berry, the best Gatorade flavor ever. <laughs> If we're betting favorite gator, if we're betting on favorite Gatorade flavors, folks, give me some glacier cherry. There you go. Love that. Um, before we get to our official winners and picks, also do we have a couple other props, which would be we can say this: what we think, who's going to cover the spread, and what the over under is going to be. I want you, Matt. Who are I want you to pick a few players from each side, but who are some players you think that truly need to have a good game in order for their team to win on Sunday? Basically. Who are the YWC Football Talk Impact players for Super Bowl 56? Um, on defense for the Rams, I'm going to say you're going to need to see a big game out of Leonard Floyd. Aaron Donald, of course, is going to key in on or be keyed in on by the offensive line, and they're going to try to have a game plan for him. So if the Rams are going to have a disruptive day, look for Leonard Floyd to take advantage of his single coverage. Um Von Miller is going to be taking over the other side. So if Leonard Floyd can step up and get two to three sacks on Joe Burrow, that's when you know things are probably going to be going bad and things going the right way for the Rams defensive line. Oh, 100%. There's actually, um, after that, there's another prop that we have to discuss later on, apart from the actual ones that affect the game. Um, But mine, honestly, if I had to go for Cincinnati – I'm going to go defensive first, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Sam Hubbard. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson. I feel like those guys have to have a good day and get after Matt Stafford, uh, CJ Uzama as well as another player to watch for. I think if he has impacts, I said this on, I said this the other day. I'm not expecting him to be like you know how Travis Kelsey, where it's like the game's got to revolve around him. But you know how there's those like tight ends in the NFL where hey, if you can get a few plays out of him and he can get some catches when you need to, you're going to win the game. I think that's the same thing for Uzama and Higby. I think they're very similar players in that stature. In that stature. Um, but for the Rams, I'm going Aaron Donald. I'm going Leonard Floyd. I'm going Von Miller. We know what the offense is capable of. If the defense has their way and is disruptive and just causes Joe Burrow's day to be hell, you you got you to gotta figure it's going to be up to those guys. If those guys can go out there and just ball and just hit – it's going to be a long day for the Bengals fans because that's the other prediction I have for Sunday, by the way. I think it's going to be at least 70-30 when it comes to uh, attendance. I think 70% Bengal fans. You're going to see so much orange in that stadium come Sunday night. That would be amazing. And uh, as far as some offensive-type players, I guess, for impact players, i got to go with T. Higgins. Um, like I said earlier, I think Jamar Chase is going to have a hard time with Jalen Ramsey, and they're going to have to find someone else to go to. And T. Higgins is a very safe number two option to go to. And on the Rams side of the offensive ball, got to go Odell Beckham. He's probably going to shine brightest in these lights. I think this is going to be a big game for him. And I think he's going to put up some big numbers. Um, I'm going to call you Matthew for a second. Matthew? 
I wholeheartedly agree with both those picks. I think both T. Higgins and Odell Beckham Jr. have to have important games for their sides to succeed because we know for as good as Jamar Chase is and as for good as Cooper Cup is, you got to know that the Super Bowl can't always come down to how one player does it. Um, also, too, uh, got to go back to the folks. Breaking news. More NFL awards coming in. Coach of the year. Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel. Congrats, Mike, on the well-earned award. Yeah, congrats to the former Patriot. Yes. I don't consider him part of the Belichick coaching tree. I know he played no. for us, but he, he never coached under Bill Belichick. Yeah, it's different being a player and then being a coach. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely probably a little bit of influence there. Oh, there probably is. I'm just saying, like, I don't consider it as, like, a coaching tree hire. He's yeah. probably been – if you do, he's been the most successful. Like, look, he just won coach of the year, and he's been there. He just got an extension, him and the GM, John Robinson. But mm-hmm. they're doing good things on tennis in Nashville right now, so we'll see where it goes. Um, but, no, for impact players, like like I said, you just got to figure both those guys I mentioned and both you guys you mentioned, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham Jr., because uh, like, Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase are the easy answers, but we're always looking for those other answers that are, like, a little more – a little more on Harold because that's a Super Bowl. Like I look at some of the Patriots ones, like Super Bowl forty nine, Malcolm Butler, James White in Super Bowl fifty one. Um, hell, last year it wasn't Mike Evans or Chris Godwin; it was Antonio Brown. Yeah, Super Bowl forty or um, Saints Super Bowl, um, Tracy Porter. Yeah, pick six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, next up, before we get to prop bets, and we'll talk about the game. I want us to go one from each side. Uh, is it okay if I take this away first for MVP? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, if I'm going with the Bengals, I'm going Joe Burrow. I know the quarterback's the easy answer, but I feel like if the Bengals are going to win this game, it's going to come down to him. Unless Evan McPherson has a great day and you want to be crazy and place that prop bet, be my guest. I'm not doing that. I'm taking the easy money with Joe Burrow, which I believe is at plus 200 right now. But I have a good one for the Rams. It's not Matt Stafford. Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, I could see it if he goes off for sure. I, th- I those are my two picks for Super Bowl MVP from each side. What about you? Um, I'd probably have to go with Matt Stafford on the Rams, um, just because I think if the Rams are going to win, um, of course their defense is probably going to play well, but I think the Rams are going to put up points on the board and. I think Matt Stafford could do that, and I think if he gets, like, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 300-plus-yard game, he could be looking at a Super Bowl MVP. 100%. And then 100%. as far as the Bengals' side of things, um, I mean, the, the safe thing to say is Joe Burrow, and I want to say Joe Burrow, but you already said Joe Burrow, so I'm going to think outside of the box, and I'm going to say T. Higgins winning it. And I, I know I've been riding the T. Higgins train this whole episode, but – I really do think he's going to be a major key if the Bengals are going to get the win. Oh, dude, I don't blame you at all. I I don't blame you at all. That's how I like I like, like the offside picks. Like, look at Super Bowl forty eight, Malcolm Smith. Super Bowl fifty, Von Miller. Fifty three, mm-hmm. Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, when it comes down to it, Super Bowl. Um, before we actually talk about the game. Is this the most exciting? I don't know what your music tastes are exactly. I know, look, your sports teams, you're a Razorback, you're a Saint, you're part of the Thunder, which we the North played a little nice ass kicking on you guys last night. I think it's in there. Let's go, Raptors. But um, are you excited for the halftime show on Sunday? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, whenever I saw it was announced, I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. Um, part of me selfishly, like, I love Kendrick Lamar. He's one of my top five guys out there. So, uh, like, if Kendrick Lamar goes out there and debuts, like, a new song, has an album coming out later in the week, I'd be hyped. I'd be over the moon. I've been waiting for a new Kendrick album since the day I'm dropped in, like, 2017, somewhere around there. I've been I've been fiending for a new Kendrick album. And, I mean, Eminem's okay. Kind of meh. And I like Dr. Dre all right. Um, but I'm mainly there for Kendrick. I just want to see what Kendrick's doing. Uh, that's the thing that has me the most excited about it. And I'm sure I'm kind of in the minority when it comes to the mainstream viewing audience. Kendrick's probably the last guy that they think of, but um, that's definitely what I'm excited for. And it, it'll just be interesting to see the camaraderie between all five and see how they put together this huge concert thing, whatever they're going to do. But yeah, that's what I'm mainly excited about. 
I don't blame you. I'm like a similar way too. I'm excited for everyone. I'm most excited for Eminem just because like I kind of grew up on his music and stuff. It was like the first, it was the first, not the first album I ever bought, but it was the first album with like the parental advisory warning on it. <laughs> in like 2005. I remember that. It was like on the, I think it was, I was on, I think it was current, it was current call. It was current call. The yeah, best current album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Current call. Like, I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing him perform live. I think it's going to be great. I'm actually going to change the name of the show of today's episode from the big game to California Love. Why? Because we're in California. We're in California, but California Love. Shout out Tupac. Um, no, I'm excited for the halftime show. I I just going to sound really entitled, but whenever the Patriots are playing in it. I'd always kind of like be half into it, half out of it, because you're always trying to think like, oh, mm-hmm. how can it, like, okay, what do we have to do in the second half to get better to win the game, stuff like this, yada yada yada. Um, but for the most part, the years they're not in it, it's I like it, but I don't like it. I like it for the fact that you get to watch a stress-free football game and we just get to enjoy it. Yeah. But at the same time, too, like I said, every year you want your team to be in that spotlight. And we'll see what happens next. We'll, we'll get. Like, we'll, I'll save that for later. What I was about to say, but uh, we'll save. But yeah, so I'm just going to go in there on Sunday and enjoy it. Um, I don't know what you have exactly for the over and under portion of this game. I'm just going to open up the uh, score app quickly to see it. But right now, I want to ask you: 49 and a half points. Or do we see a score fest on Sunday, or do we see do we see a low scoring defensive game like the last Ram Super Bowl? I think it's going to be barely ever 49 points. I think they're going to score. Um, I'm trying to think of a score that I'd want them to have. 27-24? Um, it'd be it'd be somewhere around there. So I think it's going to be pretty close to uh, being over that. But I, I'm going to say over. I'm going to say over, too. I'm going to say 28. I'm going to say 28 to 24, actually. I think I, – I just think there's going to be a score like that, you know, where um, the spread can get – that means the spread gets covered either way. But I'm saying that score for a reason is because, one, I do have the Bengals covering the four-and-a-half-point spread. I'm also mm-hmm. picking the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl on Sunday. And here's the other reason for it. I think that if the Rams win, it's going to be an ass-kicking. But I think if the yeah. Bengals win, it's going to be a close, hard-fought football game. Because I think if the Rams win, if the Rams win, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a similar game like we saw against the Arizona Cardinals, where they just completely dominated them from start to finish. Wow. Um, as far as my prediction, um, the logical choice in my head wants to go with the Rams because that's who I think is going to win. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Bengals too. I'm going to say 30-27 Bengals. They won like on a last-minute field goal by Evan McPherson. That guy's been balling out this postseason, making key crucial kicks. He's going to go over to Brandon Allen and say, "We're about to win the Super Bowl." And it's going to happen. That, that's that's what I got. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, actually, just realized too, as I look at the time, we just ran over fifty six minutes. I feel like it would have been cool to stay in like that fifty six minute range, just because of the suit. It's Super Bowl fifty six. That's all. But um, I hope I hope for all intents and purposes that this LA Super Bowl is not a flop, because I've heard that there's not a lot of hype and buzz around it compared to other years. Where apparently, like for example, I heard mini Minnesota. That's all you saw was Super Bowl. Apparently with LA, it's like a little more spread out, so you don't see like as much hype and excitement. I'm sure there will be at the game Sunday. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. I'm just saying like there's we'll, we'll see what happens on Sunday. But you got a lot of good host cities coming up after this. You have Phoenix next year. Then you have Las Vegas. The Super Bowl Fifty Nine. This is one I don't know if I'd go to the game, but I'd love to be in the city for it. But in 2025, they're going back to the Big Easy in New Orleans. I would love. Love just to watch the game somewhere. And who knows, maybe one day us here at YWC Football Talk, maybe we have some uh, little credentials. Maybe we get a media row. That's that's a, I'm going to say this right now on air. That is a personal goal of mine that I do want to reach one day is to be a credentialed member of the media, not at the Super Bowl, but even if it's on media row, the Super Bowl experience. That's that's a goal of mine. I'm not afraid to admit it. That'd be amazing. You know what? They got the, it's like what they say, dreams, dreams got to come true. Dreams got to come true. Well, anyway, folks, I think that's going to do it here for today's YWC football talk. This is going to sad too. This is the last episode of the, this is the last episode where there's actual football being played. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not counting the, pardon me. 
It is pretty sad. It is. It is. But you know what? It's been a very fun season. So for anyone who's listened, for anyone who's been on the show, Matt countless times, Danny, Big Rat, Lorenzo's, Ramey, you know who you are, Patriot Nation podcast member guys, Andy McNamara, Ray Rout, I could go on and on. There's been a lot of them that have been on throughout the season. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for what you – basically thank you for just helping a kid out with podcasting. But for the most part, guys, I'm just excited to keep this journey going. Um, off season, look, we don't stop. We do not stop here on YWC Football Talk. I'll be back next week. We're going to recap the Super Bowl. We're going to be getting into the combine, free agency, the draft. More writing is going to come down. My first mock draft will be coming out in the next few weeks. Stay tuned for all of that, guys. Enjoy the game. Matt, thank you very much for coming on, guys. And thank you very much for listening to today's episode of YWC Football Talk. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.